This past February, I was giving a talk at Brooklyn College, and a student came up to me and said, what's going on with Fairphone, with the Fairphone project? And it had been some months since I'd spoken to anyone about it. So, thanks to that particular student, this is podcast number 417 for the 11th of April, 2012, and we're getting back with the ethical phone, Fairphone. Here we go. So hello everyone. We're here in Amsterdam for a change, uh, <laughs> as, as the program lately has been in different places. Um, and by popular demand, and surely an important topic to come back to, we're following up on the Fairphone story. And I'm here this morning with Bas van Abel, right here in Amsterdam. Uh, good morning, Bas. Good morning. Welcome back to the program. Um, so it was, I don't know, six months maybe. Uh, since we last spoke uh, in person, and, and you and I, like, we didn't do a podcast last time, we just discussed things, and then later, uh, as people might remember, we interviewed uh, two people that are involved, or have been involved with Fairphone. Yeah. Um, for those who are just catching up, first of all, I recommend listening to that program, those <laughs> programs, but um, we're talking about the, the ethical uh, mobile phone, uh, the, some, I sometimes call it the organic mobile phone, where we want to know where the parts come from, and we want to see if we can make a phone that is indeed from ethical labor uh, and, and in all ways uh, uh, organic. So we have already explained the mission, and I think that mission now is very familiar to people, the idea yeah. anyway. Yeah. Um, let's talk about some things that have been going on over the last six months. And I, I guess one of the places that we have to start with, because people are very curious about this, is the actual phone, the making of this fair phone, or whatever it will be called. Yeah. Um, last we left you, you had returned from Congo, you brought back coltan... Uh, cobalt. Cobalt, specifically. Cobalt. Uh, used for your battery. So what's happening now in terms of the design and, and manufacturing of this uh, well, let's let's uh, say we, we, so. The last time we spoke was about the, the mainly the our uh, adventures in Congo, yeah. <laughs> and um, uh, actually, you know, the complexity of the whole mission is actually is actually so big that we had to split up in specific pilots. So what we did is we said we we're going to focus on three areas, which uh, one which of one is the making of the battery. Which is the first step towards actual, you know, using a fair trade model for uh, producing a phone. Yeah. And even the, the nice thing about a battery is that it's also used for a lot of sustainability uh, solutions. You know, you can make uh, the the Toyota, Toyota Prius uh, uses a battery as well, for example. The same batteries, lithium ion, uh, which is used for you know all kinds of stuff. Yeah. So um, and that's what we're focusing on with uh, with the fair trade, the cobalt in Congo. But we also want to focus on designing the phone. Uh, so we split up, uh, uh, you know, this open design um, area where we actually ask the community also to think with us on how to design a phone. And actually, the process of designing this phone with a community, community-driven design, where you share the actual files of, uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the the design files, the technical files like uh, with open source software. Um, what we try to do is actually, by using this process, making the phone more transparent and creating a different relation between the product and the, uh, the consumer. Yeah. 
And there's a third area in which we much more focus on uh, awareness. And we've put up a foundation for that, uh, which focuses on both the design of the phone now with the through community and uh, the, um, the more the, like the campaign uh, and market uh, mm -hmm. uh, reach. So, um, and that's uh, the, the main activities we do there are focused on uh, recycling programs. Because mm -hmm. if you look at the whole um, line, production line of the phone, recycling is uh, it's definitely uh, an integrated part of, of the whole you know, whole problem. Even you can imagine if you have stuff in your phone, which uh, like chemicals and stuff, and it goes uh, to Ghana for a second life. Mm -hmm. And uh, they don't have that well of a recycling program there. So it ends up in the dump and people burn the stuff because they want to get all the gold out because there's gold in your phone. That means that there's a lot of, you know, human, um, they're, they're really bad conditions there. Yeah. So, and you have India, so that's the whole e-waste e problem, which is also part of this, uh, um, yeah, of the, 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 the phone. Yeah, know, the life of the phone, yeah. and uh, also uh, the the human labor is an important aspect, and the human conditions are an important aspect there, uh, uh, besides the whole environmental thing. Yeah. So basically, battery pilot, design of the phone, and creating awareness. Yeah. So what's happening with the battery? And and actually, I don't remember discussing this. You just talked about the Prius and and the fact that you know batteries run a lot of things. Uh, a lithium ion battery is that what this phone would have or I mean, what do we know so far about what the battery how it will be you know what it'll be made of and what will be <laughs> well lithium ion uses cobalt cobalt uh, is is used as a cathode in your battery mm -hmm. and we know that batteries of course will change you know there, there are all kinds of uh, research on on how to create a battery on algaes for example yeah. and stuff like that and that's, you know, it's very interesting, but one of the things we also know is that for the next probably 10 years, uh, we will be using these lithium-ion batteries. Mm -hmm. So what we said is, okay, so it's a bit pragmatic also, because we didn't want to uh, focus too much on coltan. And coltan is, uh, is the uh, conflict mineral. The, uh, um, um, you, you know, the, the main story about coltan is in the Eastern Congo, where four million people died the uh, last 10 years. Yeah. on. Uh, conflicts related to, to uh, the mining of these minerals. Well, we said you, you, can't, you cannot um, solve a war by making a, uh, setting up a fair trade model. So we focus on an area where there's a lot, a lot of problems in, in the Congo, but we still want to be realistic about you know, setting something up which will be sustainable. Mm -hmm. So we focus on the mines in, um, in Katanga, which uh, mainly produces cobalt and uh, copper. 40% actually of the world's uh, supply. Um, so cobalt, which is this important part of your battery, is being produced in a country where it's really, really bad. Mm -hmm. But it's not only that, it's also, you know, after this cobalt has been produced, it goes to China in factories where, you know, people... And I, I don't think... I think we really have to... not have to underestimate the... Uh, uh, the working conditions in China regarding the boredom of work. Mm. You know, it's the psychological aspects of doing work in factories, you know, where 100,000 people work. You have mm -hmm. Foxconn, for example, where more, yeah. than, more than 100,000 people work. Yeah. You know, it's not only the environmental issues, and you say, well, you know, they have, uh, they have uh, all these security, issue, uh, security uh, standards and they have safety stuff. 
you know, of course, it's there, but it's also the, the mental, uh, the psychological uh, impact it has. You know, people commit suicide because of this. Uh, yeah. so, so that matters. I mean, that, it that matters. And yeah. it should be considered. Yeah, uh, so what yeah. we're doing with this battery, by taking just one small uh, piece of this phone, and, uh, um, you know, there, there are 30 plus minerals in, mm -hmm. in your phone. Which, just taking this one, we can actually trace it down back to this battery, and only a part of the battery will be. Uh, more fair if we succeed in actually creating a battery with cobalt uh, uh, on which we you know uh, um, also support uh, a mining uh, uh, corporation and also support um, uh, the working workers in, in China but with by making it a bit smaller and not saying we, we're going to create this whole phone we can actually uh, you know think it up hmm. and what we've done is we we went to um, we went to the market first, mm -hmm. so we said we can we can ch we can actually set up. We so we did this fact finding mission. Uh, we've talked about that one and uh, uh, this fact finding mission in Congo. If it is possible to do something like this, well, we think it's possible. It's very hard, but it's possible to set up fair trade model in, in Congo. How to do it exactly? Well, that's you know it's a, a research by itself. But we said well, so we if we're going to do that and actually uh, create. Um, uh, fair, fair mined cobalt. Then we have we need a market for it. So we went to the market. We went to KPN. We went to T-Mobile. We went to Photophone and um, Rabmobil. So all these telecom operators in Holland. And we even talked to Samsung, Benelux, and we asked them, "You guys, if we if we come up with a battery which is a bit more expensive, but uh, of which we can say that it actually contributes to bettering the situation in Congo, would you be willing to buy this battery?" And then they said, well, yeah, yeah, why not? You know, if we can, we can look at how, how, how much, you know, if, 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 if we already have a closed circuit, if we close the production chain, we have the clients, of course we would, because we will pay so, uh, some euros extra. But if we have a client who is actually willing to pay also a few euros extra, we can cover all the costs within the chain and we have a closed production chain. Hmm. So we all know, also, uh, we already have this market. KPN actually said, well, you know, no problem, we'll, we'll buy 50,000 uh, batteries from you and we'll set it up as a pilot to see if we can actually make this. So these companies are actually willing to, uh, uh, to sign eventually these contracts on, uh, on, on buying the batteries mm. and already intend to do. So now uh, the next step is actually, you know, we're, we're doing research on Congo, uh, who and where and how. Yeah. And that's actually a fair trade, and we need uh, help for that as well because we've never, never set up so, some fair trade models. Uh, but we're talking with uh, you know uh, the, the coffee and cacao uh, uh, people who have already set up some fair trade <coughs> operations. Yeah, in if you, if you, uh, uh, it's even even better because uh, uh, Solidaridad also do, does the Max Havelai. Hmm. Uh, Solidaridad also do, has set up a pilot around uh, fair mining mm -hmm. uh, uh, gold in uh, Colombia and they they set up standards already for fair mining how, how you know how can you contribute to mining situations by you know, setting up this uh, yeah. supporting corporatists uh, blah, blah, blah. so uh, yes there is there are people who already work on that and that's I, I think that's the, the great thing about Fairphone that um, um, by saying we, we actually become the market and we we are going to make this we create this red line through all these parties who are already involved yeah. in creating, uh, cr you know, in, in solving part of this problem. Yeah. And what we do is actually create shared value.
because how great would it be if this phone uh, uh, would be, and or let's say the battery even, if this battery, you know, the profits of this battery are, are um, uh, divided between all these people in the production chain, but the company itself can be a, co a corporation through the whole production chain. Mm -hmm. Can you imagine that the consumers yeah. and uh, the uh, the miners are actually part of the same company that uh, benefits from selling or making this battery, and uh, that means that uh, that 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 the shared value aspect is becoming the main aspect in which we are able to uh, uh, to relate to uh, to all these uh, you know this untransparent uh, production chain. But so does that mean that there would be? You've called it a closed, or the company's called it a closed uh, chain, closed supply chain? Well, yeah, the, the closed, yeah, sorry. Yeah. No, but does that mean that then there would be a group? Because I've seen, and I think some people have seen the video, the Fairphone video from the fact-finding mission. Does that mean that, for example, in Katanga, there would be a group of miners in one region that are the, the fair battery uh, miners that sell exclusively or... Uh, and, and I mean, is that the goal, that there's going to be a group of people that are the people uh, that do the mining and they're, like you say, eventually get the, the fair share of, of what's happening in terms of selling of phones and is yeah. that? Yeah, that, um, there's a strategy behind it, of course. And yeah. uh, the strategy is that um, we know that we're pioneering. Right. And you cannot, uh, well, we have, to, we have to keep it tangible. Yeah. And we have to, uh, um, but we, we, you know, we never do, what we have to be careful of is, and I think you're, you're heading towards that, is that we, we're not, we, we, it shouldn't be incidental. It shouldn't be, you know, a small scale, uh, nice art project where people say, you know, look, this is, these guys have done real good work and then everyday life goes on. Mm. So uh, we have to already have to think, okay, what, what is the meaning of doing something like this? Um, if we cannot even cope with uh, with the demand we get, or if we get, you know, it's it's actually also a statement you make in um, uh, you know by by just by just doing it, it's a, it's a bit being strategically naive that uh, it's it's kind of a um, um, we we cannot overview everything that will happen. Right, right. But we know that if we're going to set up something like this as a pilot, small scale, and we eventually make it happen, that it will be a reference for yeah. other companies to uh, to look at it as okay. So that's interesting. What's happening there? Because yeah. I'm sure in 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 um, in a few years' time, and uh, it it will be a very you know uh, it it will be an, an an agenda issue for all these big corporations. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that as well. I mean, especially because uh, we have it in food now, increasingly, yeah, yeah. that people want to know where their food comes from and how it's grown. And it, so for me, it, it makes perfect sense. And it's like you say, there's this, you call it a red line, the connection between all these different uh, interests in the case of gold and, and minerals. Yeah, a lot is happening already. Yeah. You know, I, I don't yeah. want to say Fairphone no. is the first one. Uh, no, 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 that's no. why I'm stressing that. No, what I was trying to imagine, it might be too soon, is... For those miners, because they were very interesting and in, in, in to see the images and hear them, I'm curious about how their lives or their working lives would change. Yeah. Um, whereas now they're just getting what they can from in terms of mining and then getting what they can in terms of selling it off via yeah. all these middle parties. 
I'm still, I want to know, and I don't know if it's too <laughs> soon, but how you visualize how they would work in this. Oh, world. okay, sorry, yeah, yeah. Well, um, there are, you know, I'm not an expert in the fair trade uh, uh, models and how you, uh, um, how fairness uh, is actually, def- you know, the, the, the hardest thing right. is actually to define <laughs> Fair standards, yeah. but there are fair standards, and uh, you can um, uh, you can imagine that stuff like uh, uh, paying a bit extra to be able to uh, support community activities, to support education for kids, no child labor, yeah. uh, uh, protection, you know, protection for uh, for um, uh, uh, helping them to organize into corporations. Uh, savings programs for uh, money because that's one of the main problems when you don't save money then uh, you know they, they, these yeah. people they can work but once once they uh, something happens then then you know the shit hits the fan yeah and th- that's all you know the fair trade why it's aimed. but the other thing and that's something uh, what you you also say you know they they do their work now and they uh, they get paid and you know it's it's not that they they are um, you know t- they have to change their way of work as well right. it's it's some they have to put effort in it as well and we've talked to people and some of them said well you we really want to do this mm. and it can also be dangerous you know when you uh, when you are a group of people in Congo and, and, and you get special treatment in a way and you get the government involved and you know you don't know what's going to happen um, but you know, in, in all aspects, it has to be an, an effort from these mine workers themselves. And we, we want to uh, support them and the local NGOs, uh, which we work with in Congo. You know, those are the important players there. And one of the things that, uh, that, that's also part of the problem is, of course, the, uh, the way the system in Congo is organized and the way the mine workers also act. I mean, if they, can, uh, if they don't pay taxes... Mm-hmm. You know the the system will never improve, and why don't they pay taxes? Well, that's kind of the obvious right. thing, you know, they, right. because they don't earn enough. And and then, you know, it's it's all it's all these aspects. And why you cannot mining itself also is a very you know it's very it damages the environment, especially yeah. the way they do it over there. <laughs> but how can you solve environmental issues if people don't even have you know the protection and well, Yes. So that's all the fair trade stuff. You know, you need, you need to find a way in which you, c- you can organize people to actually change, uh, uh, and also to 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 be motivated to change because it doesn't come by itself. Yeah. It's it takes a lot of effort to to change this situation into. Uh, Let's let's get back to the uh, although I mean of course and we will in the future uh, we could talk about Congo and, and what needs to happen f- forever um, and there's a lot of interesting <laughs> things to to look at but I want to move uh, forward a bit um, the battery itself the sort of I, I imagine this should be a prototype uh, at some point uh, yeah that, well that's with the battery so that's why uh, why I said we, we split up in three yeah. uh, directions the battery is not that big of a deal to make. Okay. The only thing the battery needs is uh, cobalt, which will be bought by this company who makes batteries and promises us, you know, this stuff is 
uh, we'll buy this stuff from you. And because because we we um, so you're not here at, at you know <coughs> no, we're not, we're in not the lab making cooking batteries. No, no, because uh, you would need too many. <laughs> it wouldn't make sense. Yeah. And we actually want to set it up as a as a viable market model because if if it's not if it, uh, a feasible market model because um, it has to be part of this market because otherwise you cannot scale up the whole thing mm -hmm. and. Um, so we, we, we go beyond the, uh, the awareness of making it ourselves and, and our shell people. We can do that with, with different uh, mechanisms. But for the battery, and that's why it's important to say it's a closed system, um, the clients are already in place. Mm -hmm. yeah, like I said, you know, the, the, the government, the banks who, who have a, a really good CSR um, uh, aspects in the in the company are willing to yeah. pay these. So just our corporate social responsibility. Corporate people. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So 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 these these companies, and then you have the providers. You even have the the phone uh, uh, developers who are willing to you know to put these batteries in. So what you need is a battery, and this has to be made. And, and batteries are already being made, okay. especially for for Samsung, especially for iPhone, especially. You know, these are all. Uh, every phone has its own battery. Yeah. So. What we need to do is to find, you know, this this company that uh, creates battery. We just sell them the fair uh, mined cobalt, mm -hmm. and if it's uh, uh, and that's where the tricky part comes in. How do we know what happens in this company is fair? Well, mm -hmm. we don't at right. this point. Right. So and we we have we've made this choice to say okay we're not going to focus on. Uh, well, we're going to focus on one step at a time, and one step at a time now is bettering the situation for these mine workers in Congo. Mm -hmm. So the next step would be, okay, how is this factory uh, working? So we work with the factory who's, uh, who's works uh, uh, according to international standards, and we just give them, uh, we do it based on a mass balance system it's called, mm -hmm. we give them a cobalt, and a certain amount of cobalt in the form of a battery goes out. Okay. So we're not going to trace it even in this uh, in this in this factory because it it will involve a lot of uh, extra work if you have to uh, uh, set up this distribution model. And so you're not going to point to phones as they come out and say exactly. that's a that's fair phone, that's a fair phone, that's no. Not. The battery is okay. just you can't know, do it at this point anyway. Well, you can, you can, you you, you know, it's it, I I can give you an example of the green green electricity. Mm -hmm. You have this network of for electricity, yeah. and consumers are you know they were pretty pissed about the fact that they buy green electricity and they get it they get and eventually they get other electricity. Yeah. But you, you know think about the fact that you use this uh, this network for electricity and it would be insane to set up a separate network for your green electricity because you as a consumer want to, exact, want to know exactly that this electricity comes from this windmill. Yeah. It's one of the most confusing aspects of the <coughs> privatization of electricity. Like, oh, I have a different company, yeah, but you have the same wires. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but it's, you know, it, it, it makes sense to use the same wires. Mm -hmm. So uh, uh, the same you can do for cacao, for example. You can say, why, why use a separate distribution system? Why use a separate boat, a separate uh, mm -hmm. uh, bus, a separate, you know, a separate carrier and put it so you have to set up this whole to be able to trace this you have to trace the, the the cacao you have to set up this whole new distribution model which will cost a lot of extra money and energy so you cause another kind of damage exactly yeah, yeah, so what we say now is okay because we're not working with consumers who actually really want to know uh, this stuff has been mined by this guy 
you know, because that's the emotional effect of, uh, of fair trade. And I, I understand that. Yeah. But in this situation, we can already say, okay, we use a mass balance uh, system where we, we, we put something in a black box and the battery comes out. Mm-hmm. And the amount of stuff we put in is, uh, equivalent, is, the, is the same amount of, uh, of, uh, of stuff that comes out in the form of a battery. Okay. Hmm. And how it's done within that black box, you know, it's according to international standards, but it mixes with all the cobalt from all other companies yeah. who produce it. Yeah. And, you know, it's... it's not not perfect in terms it's, of it's definitely but, not but it's different than what's been done yeah that. so that's the battery yeah you know that that's how the batteries are made and we just uh, uh we just want to make sure that uh, that we contribute to a situation in, in congo by producing this battery and that's the whole aim of this uh, mm-hmm. of this battery is there a date coming when you can <coughs> say that if this is already those phones are already out there this this cobalt is well we want to we want to have this uh, up and running within two years mm-hmm. um Got it. So we're doing the research in Congo right now, uh, yep. and and uh, the hardest part is actually you know setting up this this trustworthy network in mm-hmm. Congo with people you can you can make this happen. Yeah. Um, because the infrastructure there and the organizations are very uh, yeah you have to you also have to work with the government of course in right. this and it's it's kind of hard when when stuff is changing so fast in yeah. such a country that happens. Hmm. So um, uh, that's that's that pilot. And the other question from you was, okay, but how's the? F- what is it with the phone? So uh, is, is it, you know, the phone itself is uh, we set up as the like I said, we set that up as a, as an open design trajectory. So we really want to focus on um, having designers involved in or anyone uh, in in thinking about what a fair phone would be and uh, we've we've set it up as a as a challenge model so through the website in this in this next year we uh, we we set up challenges where people have to think about you know for example um, how can we make a phone that can be locally produced it's a a ridiculous question maybe (laughs) now yeah but maybe looking at the future uh, you know it might make sense looking at 3d printing uh, so no matter where you are how can we design a phone that you can put it, manufacture it just where you are? Yeah, for uh, example. Hmm. Yeah. So, so because we, we disconnect it from the actual, um, you know, the, the fair trade production of the phone mm-hmm. and say, you know, fairness is much more. It's also about how you design a phone and it's also about the innovations uh, around the phone. Uh, we can actually ask the community uh, to think with us about new, you know, cutting-edge uh, ideas mm-hmm. about phones, and also about you know how we how we can involve uh, uh, the use of materials in phones. How we can uh, think about new production models. Um, how we can make design that actually actually is more is, is modular, so you, you're not designing it for the dump. Uh, a phone that lasts for seven years, you know. Yes, seven years would be a major victory. Yeah, but it's most, a, most phones are what three years. Yeah, yeah, yeah but it, but it's it's also the business model. You know, it's also the business model around it. So that's why we're talking with all these uh, telecom operators, and we actually involve them in these uh, community. Uh, um, uh, but but a telecom operator, well, a phone manufacturer. If you tell them, <coughs> we want to increase the life. We want you to manufacture, and we'll help you, but still, I think that the, one of the problems is always the bottom line, right? They have to make X amount of money, always more. That's yeah. 
always more profit. So if you're going to tell them that, you know, encourage them to say produce a phone that lasts longer, they're going to lose money unless they raise the price. So I, I, there I find it difficult to ever convince a phone manufacturer to change that. That a phone, make a phone that lasts longer. Yeah. Uh, I think people are interested in that. But uh, phone companies, they live on this model that they've had since they started. So yeah, so so one one thing is that you have to convince convince these companies in changing their models, mm-hmm. and uh, you can do that through economical uh, um, perspectives. You know, you, if you if you're going towards this Internet of Things stuff and, and even devices, you know, the whole the whole idea of having a having a device is is kind of ridiculous in the future. I think I understand. But but anyway, the, the, I think one of the reasons why we work with telecom operators and not with uh, uh, phone mm-hmm. producers yeah, yeah. In, in this pilot, you know, in the battery pilot, we work with phone producers as well because they have to put these batteries into this phone. Yeah. But for, but for thinking about this phone, we're actually taking the place of a phone developer. You know? We're becoming one. Mm-hmm. So we can work together with them and, and say, you know, okay, we, we're going to change this model of Nokia or this model of, of Samsung. But uh, uh, for the moment, there's no need for that because we can actually take this stand ourselves and say, well, you know, we are a phone. We are developing a phone. Mm-hmm. Or let's say, you know, it's, yeah, still, it's yeah. still... it's. But in other words, go around the fact that it's extremely difficult to change the nature of their companies exactly. and be your own company. So let's say we are Nokia. Let's yeah. say we are Nokia and we want to put a phone on the market and we don't have the burden of having to deal with you know, the bottom line. Yeah. How would this phone look like? How, in, the most, in the best possible situation, how would, we, uh, uh, how would this phone be designed, produced and very important, how would it be marketed? And that's what we need these telecom operators for. And these telecom operators have already said, well, we're going to put this phone for you in the market. You know, the KPM was the first that said, uh, we're, uh, in. Yeah. we're in. Yeah. You know, if you, if you come up with this phone, we're actually going to put it in the market. Yeah. And if that means that it's a phone uh, which has only, um, uh, which has, has SIM only, mm-hmm. because we want people to actually pay for their phone instead of just paying for the, for the subscription. Right, the subsidized uh, phone. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, it, it, it's also about creating this uh, this this ownership around products. Uh, maybe people are more more willing to you know keep yeah. their phone for seven years if it's a phone where they actually paid for. Yeah. And and the, the you know the telecom operators already said we we're willing to to you know be involved in this experiment and we're actually going to be involved in these challenges as well. Mm-hmm. So okay. they're going together with them. We're going to. Uh, um, and that's, I think that's great news as well because, you know, a, a T-Mobile, KPN, Vodafone and Rabenmobil, which, which make 90% of the Dutch market, mm-hmm. uh, the, the providers, yeah. are, uh, have, have recently agreed on collaboratively supporting Fairphone mm-hmm. in all different ways. But, you know, it's, uh, um, I think by that we, can ex- we, we, have a, you know, we have a big reach towards this, uh, this community of people who, who deal with telephones, which yeah. is almost everyone. Yeah. Hmm. So we've talked about a bit on the battery, uh, the design aspect of the phone and, and the phone itself. Um, 
The third area I wanted to get into a little bit is, of course, urban mining, which yeah. for me has also a lot to do with the outreach aspect of, of engaging people exactly. at different levels. Yeah. I saw on the blog uh, there was a school group here, and they were, uh, I believe they were urban mining recently. Um, for those who don't remember, let's just talk about what urban mining is, and I'm curious what you've been doing on that subject over the last six months or so. Yeah, so, so to start with, urban mining is uh, getting the minerals from uh, from the urban environment. Yes. <laughs> so it's it's a it's a chic word for uh, recycling in a way. Yeah. But it's a it's a it's it's a specific uh, kind of recycling mm -hmm. because what happens if the uh, for example this company in um, Belgium, Umicore, they uh, uh, they get these phones which people don't use anymore and they melt them and at specific temperatures specific minerals melt so they can extract the minerals okay. so they extract gold silver uh, germanium indium all kinds of you know uh, uh, rare earth minerals but also uh, very valuable minerals mm -hmm. copper um, so. What's interesting about this urban mining is that um, looking at the developments in, in the mining sector, it, it takes more and more energy to get these minerals from the, from the ground. Yes. And if you look at what's already here, and mm. I'm not talking only about mobile phones, but all the you know, electronic waste we have, yeah. um, we can extract, uh, there, there will be a, a tipping point, a turning point, where it will be you know, en more energy efficient to extract them from what we ha already have above the ground than to extract it from the mines uh, somewhere uh, on the other side of the world. Yeah. And the process uh, I was talking about was Umicore, and Umicore is also uh, one of the, it was Union Minier, which mm. uh, was in Congo uh, around the uh, 60s doing the copper. Right. Uh, the, the, and they're still there in Congo doing uh, all kinds of mining uh, programs. and. It's very similar to the, the equipment you use for mining, melting the stuff from the ore. It's very similar to the stuff uh, you do here uh, with the phones. Mm -hmm. So, in a way, in a way it, 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 it is really mining. Yeah. So what we've done is, okay, but that's, that's funny. So we have these guys working in, in, uh, in Congo and mining for us, you know, yeah. to, to put it a bit dramatic. Yeah. Uh, we all do, we mean, yeah, yeah, yes, yes, we yeah. do, yeah. But in a way, we, we can mine as well. Yeah, you know, we we can help them mine because uh, there is a relation between the pressure on the mines in Congo and uh, uh, and the, you know the financial benefits that are from it and and all the conflicts that are around it. So if we can lower this pressure by just uh, by by setting up these good recycling programs, mm -hmm. and think about it, you know, only five percent of our mobile phones get recycled. Yeah. It's, it's ridiculous. Only 5% gets back. And I, I'm sure that everyone has some phone somewhere in a drawer. It's most it, commonly the thing we keep in a drawer, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and it's so small, you know, it doesn't take that much room. And, and you know, if you, if you drop your iPhone, you, have, you still have this phone, but you never use it. Right. Because it does, it's not smart and you... You, know, you don't want to go back. You can only yeah. call with it. And, yeah. who's, well, who calls nowadays? <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, 
So we set up this program where we, set, where we do two things. One is create awareness. So we, we let people actually open up the fronts themselves. So we created this urban mind. We started with Lowlands and we, set, we, we made this like this huge bath. Lowlands being a music festival where yeah. a lot of young people show up. And yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and and uh, we set up this huge uh, bath full with like, like 10,000 phones. Yeah. And they, people could ju- just jump in it like... Uh, you know, like it were these balls. That were, you yeah, know, yeah, like a ball pit. You yeah, swim, yeah, yeah. yeah, ball pit and swimming in the phones, and and they could. I mean, they, we asked them to open them, and we were telling the story about all the uh, components while they were opening it with a huge hammer. You know, because how, how fun is it to smash phones and uh, and get stuff out of it? Mm-hmm. But while doing that, they get you know they get the background of uh, yeah of of all these minerals, where they come from, what are the, the problems, but also what are you know it's just interesting stuff. Yeah, and. Uh, all this, and we had this agreement with uh, with this company um, who was in touch with Umicore that all the phones that 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 actually are collected, but also the the minerals that uh, that we separated through you know this urban mining process, mm-hmm. uh, they would pay us uh, uh, for the. Um, oh yeah, the yeah for what they're worth. Yeah, what they're yeah. worth exactly. Yeah. 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 So um, another source of funding for the project. Yeah, well, we're, 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 it's not for the project. Well, it's it's for part of the project. So what we did, and that's why we get to this uh, this machine. Yeah. You know, we we the last time we spoke was uh, uh, we talked about the uh, spectrometer, mm-hmm. and with the spectrometer you can actually you know uh, get the value of your core of uh, you you can measure the value of your ore. Yes. So you see how much percentage of cobalt is actually in this piece of stone. Yeah, um, which is valuable because it 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 really you know it's good for the trading position for these miners. Right, because normally they don't have this. Yeah, they have only so the buyers. They're, have they're it. kind of guessing, visually looking. Yeah, yeah. There's so you don't know what you're selling. There's the always market. a fight. you know this because the guy the guy who's who's buying it uh, uh, actually knows how much is in it, and the guy yeah. who's selling it doesn't. Yeah. So uh, we're saving for that. So by mining, this urban mining, so people who, who, who and, and we've put that on the website as well, so you can actually send your phone to uh, Fairphone and uh, we get, you know, we get money for each phone that's, that's being uh, sent to us. Yeah. And um, uh, we, by doing that, you say we save for this machine, which is around 40,000 euro, sure. 40, euros. I think we have 15,000 euros already or something. Not only through this uh, uh, urban mining program, but also through you know winning prizes mm-hmm. and, and all that kind of stuff. Have you? Do you know now a little better as <coughs> to how you would organize the spectrometer system? Because, so say you raise enough for two in the coming year, which I think would be quite. Uh, that would be a kick-ass. <laughs> yeah. Right now, uh, and I get this goes with what we've been talking about. So I don't know if it's resolved, but um, these two spectrometers go to Congo, go to Katanga, maybe. Um, and how do they then get, you know, managed or, or taken care of? And yeah, so, so this is part of this battery uh, pilot we're doing. Yeah. So the research we're doing there for, uh, for you know, which group of people who, who were, was really willing to put uh, effort in, in, in making this happen. And, mm-hmm. you know, if, if we have this group of people, um, w- which we're going to do the pilot, yeah. Then those are the people that we're going to work with right. with the spectrometer. Would it be like this little building, this one room? I can imagine is yeah. the Fairphone house. It's mm. it's really really hard to imagine that, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm I'm so glad that I'm not the person who's doing the research in Congo and setting this up 
No, I'm I'm well, I'm at the easy yeah, easy yeah, yeah, easy yeah. end of this yeah. uh, spectrum. I'm you know I'm do, I'm talking with these uh, these KPNs and T-Mobiles, uh. and um, you know think uh, if you think it's hard to convince uh, a Nokia to change their core business, you know it's peanuts compared to changing Congolese miners way of working and uh, yeah, although in this case it, it would benefit them so that's yeah, but key it, it changes the power you know if, if yes. it changes the power relation yeah yeah which wor makes me worry for their safety but uh, exactly. okay. it's, it's always yeah. you know it, if you change something uh, which uh, if money is involved yeah anywhere in the world and especially the the, the, the poorer people get the more impact it has on, on you know on the power yeah. balance yeah. so no, it, 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 we have to be really, really careful about this. Yeah. And it's not us who actually have to, uh, can do this. We cannot do this. You know, we don't mm -hmm. know the situation. Mm -hmm. So that's why we, we, uh, uh, the main thing we're doing is actually talk with uh, the government in Congo yeah. and find the right NGOs who have been in the field for a long time, who are Congolese, to be able to set this up. Yeah, and there has there has to be uh, a demand for it, and we know there's a demand for it because that's what we've been experiencing ourselves. You know, I, w I went there, and this is exactly you know this the the, the, the single single most thing that that came out of it was we need this. Yes, we need to organize. We need people to help us organize, and we need the, the, this equipment to be able to uh, to get a, a better position. Yeah. So uh, in terms of timeline, I mean. Again, the spectrometer going to Congo, having it set up. This is all. Two this years. will all happen around the same time. Two, yeah. two years. We yeah. set two years for that. Yeah. yeah. And and you know, if you ask uh, how much time will it take to to actually have a fair phone, you well, know, the battery will on its way to a more fair phone. Right. You know, it's like if you put in percentage, it's two percent or three percent more fair. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's yeah. it's it's an ongoing thing, and even fairness, and that's why you know sustainability. You can kind of benchmark it. You yeah. can say, uh, you know, you have footprints, you have this, you have that. But with fairness, it's a philosophical question. Yeah. And it's a dynamic thing. It's a cultural thing. So it's also, you know, it will never be finished. Yeah. But it will be uh, doing it. Will, will you know, being, being uh, creating this phone actually is, is the, the project itself. It's right. Goal. That part has always been understood. And I've tried to communicate that as well. That I understand that from my conversations with you guys is that... Uh, the process itself is amazingly important. Yeah. So a lot of people are focused on the goal. Yeah. We do that a lot in the society. Yeah. What are you gonna, you know, when is it done? When is it done? But in fact, this the road, the journey is probably the most important thing. Yeah. Um, okay. A bonus question for you. <laughs> this one's harder. I don't know if, if this is gonna produce <coughs> anything, but um, did you follow this story? You mentioned Foxconn of yeah. the This American Life story, where Mike Daisy is this producer, and he. He comes. A, he actually is a performer as well, and but he gives you this story, which they presented as journalism, where they talk about people working in Foxconn and yeah. the, the, the suffering, and then, and then it turns out last week we discover that he made it up. Yeah, he made up m much of it, um, and so you know, in in the radio programs and the reactions that I've heard, people say like, "Oh, this is terrible. See, it's people are lying." And and Mike Daisy himself, when asked about it, said, "I'm." I'm okay with this, you know, the, like, my point remains the same. Yeah. I wanted to r raise awareness, I wanted to make people think, and I've been able to do it, at least before now, before this moment where I'm exposed. Yeah. And I think most people on the internet said, well, most people, many on the internet said, this is no good, he's terrible. Uh, and, 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 you know, I gotta be honest, when I listen to him, 
I understood what he said. Uh, uh, his facts were not journalism, fine, but his point was still valuable, uh, the conditions in Fox Hunt. I wonder, like, I, I don't know if you knew this whole story, but even based on my crappy description, yeah, yeah, no, I noticed what that. do you think on this, on this, you know, are, uh, do you feel sympathy for, not sympathy, but uh, agreement, in fact, with, with what this man is saying, like, my, my facts are, are perhaps bad, but the point yeah. remains. Yeah, it, it, it's also about who, you, who you're making the point to, and uh, I think uh, it's, it's a similar thing happened with the Coney. Uh, oh, Con well, Coney 2012, the guy had a breakdown, but yeah, yeah. Well, in, in a way, you know, they have some voices uh, saying that this project is no good because the creator has some problem. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yes, no, not 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 that. No, they they have been exaggerating stuff, and uh, their their facts are not right. And then you see video, you see images of them with the army, and you know, shooting stuff, and you're like, yeah. yeah. So. Um, and then again, it's it, their point is made. Yeah. Um, I, I, you know, I think uh, there are several ways of of doing this, and uh, I think it's it's really okay if you if you want to make a point and you do it this way and you do it through the media. You only have to be really careful that it doesn't that there's no you know uh, backdraft or uh, that that yeah. it explodes in your face because. Uh, I think looking at Fairphone, our main concern is um, to, to get in, into this situation. We don't want to get in this situation where we have to, um, where they say you have been telling stuff that's not right. That's we right. want to, you know, we know we, ha we, are, we are making mistakes, mm -hmm. but by being totally transparent about it and open about it, I think you have to allow yourself to make mistakes. And that's what, that's what he's, he's doing as well, but you, you, you cannot sell it as a fact yeah if if you in the end say well it was a means to an end you know it's 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 a di it's just a different way of, of trying to sell something mm. and I think I wouldn't choose for it yeah and the fact stands that it's uh, uh, you know it, it is he made his point but it's it wouldn't be my my way of, of doing it yeah yeah it's, it's one of those things actually Coney is, is a good example as well that I that I thought about um, with the original project, the original purpose, and how it's received, and then later how people reflect on it once some truth comes out that that yeah. that, that shows it's, it's a lie. Yeah. Okay. I just thought I would put that question to you. Yeah. It's, it's an interesting. Uh, the, uh, what is what is the what is the uh, this group again uh, who's doing all these? They did something with phones as well. Uh, what do they do? Blah blah man. Uh, mm, I don't know. Uh, what do they do? What do they do? Oh, I forgot. That. Yeah, you can start. Yeah, no, I, I see it in the audio. On the <laughs> yeah, um, uh, I don't know. They did this. What they, they they make hoaxes. So they make a hoax around. You know, uh, they did this thing with Apple. It was really the, the yes man. So. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. you have oh. the so you also have the yes man approach. Right. Which you know, is where you totally hoax it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you, yeah. See, you, you you tell stuff that that is that is untrue. Yeah. <laughs> but by by just you know the most oh. bizarre stuff by shocking people. Yeah. And that's also a way to do it. Right. But but uh, then it's very clear that's their way of doing exactly. it. Exactly. So right. so I'm I think about you know they're they're too close to the truth, and that makes it a bit 
Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's true. That's a very good point. Yeah. Yeah. And there's this division between journalism that, that is very important uh, for many people, including me, which is, you know, there's journalism and then there's um, performance and then there's yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah but, storytelling and such. Yeah. So but, but there should be, you know, a distinction, a clear distinction between the two to have people understand your your uh, your reasons, you know, and, yeah. and and with, with the yes men, it's very clear. Yes. You know, they, they just, they say, they, yeah, you, they make you believe something and then they say it wasn't true. Yeah. My most favorite is that the, there's the famous Union Carbide plant in India that, that was bought by um, Dow Chemical, I believe. And, um, you know, many people suffered when this plant, yeah, sure. uh, you know, just terrible, terrible accident. And the company never apologized, never did anything really. Yeah. Uh, and so they appeared, they made a, had a press conference as representatives of the company yeah. saying, we are now prepared to apologize and pay for all the victims because we think Brilliant. it's about time that we did this. And we're really sorry. Yeah. And, you know, they did it right on the news and, and the news were just, really? Yeah. Wow. You know, well, they, they did it with, uh, with the conflict phone as well. They, oh, really? Yeah, they, they've put up this website, this Apple website. Ah, and it was yes. App, Apple CSF. That was them. Okay. Yeah, and they and, and and so what they said is, if you go at a certain time to the Apple Store in New York, you can actually uh, trade your old phone for a new, more fair phone, which ha which doesn't have uh, conflict minerals. Yeah. So every, you know, all these people went to the this shop to 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 trade their phone for uh, you know this this new conflict-free uh, telephone. Yeah, and in that instance, I mean, I think it became clear at least once things settled that it was meant to be uh, you know uh, it is a what do you call and that it's a, yeah playing on <laughs> absurdity but yeah. absurdity to prove a point yeah. uh, but it's, yeah. but uh, like I said for Fairphone we have we have to be we have to be constructive and yeah. we cannot have a double agenda in this like okay we do all these kinds of actions yeah. and on the other hand we're actually making a phone no because people you know what people don't know what to believe yeah. if I say I'm making a phone it, it should be ridiculous in a way that it's naive to make a phone Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that should be the charming fact about what we're doing. And mm -hmm. people then want to join you because, you know, it's, it's fun to make a phone. Yeah. But if, if they don't believe, you're like, oh, is this guy actually telling he's making a phone? And then, you, you know, because you, you already did stuff that, that, that people don't believe you anymore. Yeah. Uh, okay, boss. Oh, by the way, uh, if anyone's listening, I mean, actually, let me ask boss this and then we'll refer to the audience. Um, I noticed that I mentioned a school group came. You you sometimes receive groups in the urban mining activities because it looked fantastic well, in terms of education. I mean, it's even better. We we uh, we um, developed a do-it-yourself format. So okay. We we put it on the website. Uh, I think within two weeks we have it on the website. People can download it, so you yeah. can start your own uh, campaign and and collecting phones. Yes. And then you get like all the uh, the instructions and stuff. So the uh, teachers out there can be doing this in their yeah, own classroom. They, they can do yeah. that. So it's 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 collecting phones. So you're doing yeah. a good good work, and then also creating awareness by smashing your phones. Yes. And, and you know. And this has a tremendous educational value. So I hope that if there's any teachers listening, yeah. uh, they take advantage of this. You can go to fairphone.org, and there's plenty of good information on there in uh, in English as well. Just click on that button. Um, and um, yeah, boss, thanks a lot. It's good to catch up. Yeah, nice. Thank yeah. you. And uh, we'll check in with you in a few months. I know people like to know okay. updates and things like that. Sure. I waited out too hard Outside of the shore Sunk beneath the sun
Hello again, just some last notes on today's program. First of all, if you're listening to this program for the first time, hi, welcome. So you know, citizenreporter.org is the website where I've tried to put as clearly as possible all the material, which includes text posts, audio posts, and yes, the occasional video post, although I admit it's been a while. Uh, Coming up next week, we revisit Occupy, and we're going to be revisiting themes related to last year's massive world movement, because come May, I'm in Berlin speaking about the legacy of Occupy. So why not do some research, right? And I'll bring you along for the ride. Citizenreporter.org, that's the website one more time. I appreciate everybody who goes there. I appreciate everybody who's listening right now. And hey, I appreciate all of you that have clicked on Flatter or clicked on PayPal and donated to keep it going, to keep me going. As you can hear, it's working. Thank you. See you next time. See ya. What do you think you think about that? The future? In in the future I'm going to do this, become that? What future? No. What you think is, how will I be regarded in the end? After I'm gone. Oh, along the way I suppose I made some minor impact. I did an Iran gate and the Ayatollah, Malcolm X, Martin Luther King, Saddam, Sadat, etc., etc. I showed them thieves in suits. I spent a lifetime building all that. But history only remembers most what you did last. And should that be fronting a segment that allowed a tobacco giant to crash this network Does it give someone at my time of life pause? Yeah.